I'm now joined by Bob Elliott, CEO and Chief Investment Officer of Unlimited, who in October of last year, they launched their first ETF. It's the Unlimited HFND Multi-Strategy Return Tracker ETF, ticker HFND. And already, this ETF has over $70 million in assets, off to a very nice start. And I should note that Bob himself was previously a member of the Investment Committee at Bridgewater Associates, of course, the largest hedge fund firm in the world, where, among other things, he helped develop the strategies behind their flagship Pure Alpha Fund. And he's now on the line with me from New York. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. All right, so let's start with uh, one of my favorite questions for new ETF entrants, which is why you entered the ETF space. Because I I mentioned your prior role at Bridgewater, so I know altogether you've been building hedge fund strategies for, uh, what, over two decades now. Uh, You led Ray Dalio's investment research team. What made you decide to uh, enter the ETF arena or the uh, ETF terror dome, as we like to call it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed over the course of the last year or so uh, coming into the ETF community because I really think it is uh, it is a community very different from many other areas of the of the finance world. You know, my 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 partner uh, and co-founder Bruce, who uh, who you know uh, also had decades of experience in the in the hedge fund business, he and I. Uh, spent a lot of time thinking about what we could uh, what we could do together, and I think one of the things that we really wrestled with was: do we want to start our own uh, fund, you know, and be part of the two and twenty industry and continuing, uh, you know, just be another one of those two and twenty managers, or do we want to take our understanding and our skills, and could we leverage that to? Uh, make two and twenty strategies available to every investor, uh, and that's really what you know. That really got us excited with this idea of take our decades of experience, our understanding of how these strategies, hedge fund strategies, and other two and twenty strategies work, and really and leverage that understanding to be able to create products that you know seek to replicate the risk and return profile that is similar to two and twenty. Style indexes, and we started with hedge funds because um, because of our experience there, and and frankly because I think there's a real opportunity there right now with uh, with active management uh, and and you know sort of coming off this near 15 years of unbridled monetary stimulation, now turning to an era era of tight money, and so I think from a, a macro perspective, active management. Uh, is likely to shine over the course of the next five or ten years. And so that's why we were excited about it. And then we came to the ETF space because um, I probably don't have to tell you or your audience, but you know, the, the ETF structure is the best structure for most investors. Uh, and so if we're trying to create a product that's uh, investor first and trying to get the broad set of investors uh, able to access these sort, of, uh, these sort of return streams, these sophisticated return streams, we should put it in a package which is best suited for them. So that's why we went down the ETF route rather than, you know, a traditional LP structure or something like that. Yeah, and sort of on that note, I saw a, a quote from you, and I'm paraphrasing here, but you, you essentially said that you recognize that the 2 and 20 business model was very good for the manager and not that great for investors. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you think about uh, hedge fund managers, let's say, hedge fund managers are very good at generating differentiated returns and returns that are uh, in excess of index returns, meaningfully in excess of index returns. The, the thing that they're also very good at is charging very high fees, right? If you charge 2 and 20 fees, you know, for a 10% returning vehicle, you're talking about almost 400 basis points of fees on an annual basis. And so that really got me and, and, and Bruce together thinking about whether there was a way to sort of bring low-cost indexing um, to the world of 2 and 20. Now, of course, that's totally changed the way, you know, people invest in stocks and in bonds, and the ETF world has been critical as part of that journey. Um, part, of the, part of the challenge of bringing diversified low-cost indexing to the 2 and 20 space is you can't invest in the products directly, and even if you could, uh, even if you could, you know, they charge you 2 and 20, and then you'd have to pay yourself something to put it all together. And so our idea was could we leverage our experience and technology, put those things together, and be able to create a, a product that, you know, seeks to replicate the, the risk and return profile of the hedge fund industry um, in a way that's imperfect, it doesn't perfectly replicate it, but because we're charging a meaningfully lower fee structure than what a typical 2 and 20 uh, fund would charge, and because we're uh, because we we are running a diversified product rather than a concentrated product, and because it's in an ETF wrapper instead of an LP position, we can put this together something that is lower cost, more diversified, and more tax efficient than what investors typically have access to when it comes to direct LP investments or fund-to-fund style investments. Okay, so with that background, let's get into the uh, ETF this is actively managed. Uh, it can go both long and short. Just take us through the investment process behind HFND. Yeah, what we do is um, uh, we have built a technology that it, in some ways you could think about uh, allows us to look over the shoulder of what these hedge fund managers are doing in close to real time. And the way that we do that is uh, we take the aggregate hedge fund industry returns, uh, they get printed uh, some daily. The best in quality uh, returns are printed monthly a few days after the end of the month. We take that, we break it down into the individual main sub-strategies, global macro, fixed income, ARB, equity, long, short, et cetera. We add back the fees to get to the gross of fees returns of the hedge fund uh, styles. That, that's what we're trying to replicate the risk and return profile on. And then what we do is we uh, we use our technology to compare the returns that we're seeing to the plausible set of exposures that managers of that fund style may have on at any point in time and solve for what portfolio best describes the returns that we're seeing most recently. And then we take that understanding, we combine it across the in, we, we create replications of each one of the individual sub-strategies, so equity, long, short, global, macro, et cetera. And then we combine that portfolio into one with the idea being that a, a combination of strategies is likely to be uh, generate a more consistent return than any one particular strategy. And so that's really what serves as the basis of the HFND ETF on a day-to-day -day basis is the combination, the portfolio that describes the combination of each one of those different uh, 
underlying sub-strategies that we're putting together. And how accurate is that then moving forward? So obviously you're getting this data from the uh, from, from hedge funds. You're looking at all of these characteristics. You can look back and say, okay, here's the type of portfolio we need to, to mimic those returns. If you then look forward, you know, obviously you have history now. I'm just curious, how, how closely are you able to track those hedge funds on a move forward basis, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean we're we're uh, we we closely track on a on a daily basis and a monthly basis what those returns look like. Um, we because no one will report what the gross of fees returns of hedge funds are, right? They only report basically net of fees returns. We have to construct our own index of what we're tracking, and and of course gross of fees returns of hedge funds isn't an investable asset. <laughs> if you can invest in it, that'd be great, but you can't. And so we're, we're tracking so far in, in the, in the roughly six months since we've launched at a 90-ish percent correlation on a rolling five-day basis of what those uh, returns look like. We actually had, uh, in March, uh, a, um, a, a good stress test of that, a period of, um, of, uh, one of, one of the tougher periods actually for hedge fund returns over the course of the last, um, couple of years. Uh, and in that stress test environment, we track the, the, our understanding of the daily performance of hedge funds quite well. Um, and, and so we're feeling pretty good, you know, that we can, uh, that the technology is working as, as expected, uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of the returns. And I know you can use uh, exchange-listed futures contracts to replicate the, the returns of the underlying hedge funds, but you're primarily, or, or right now, you're using entirely ETFs to do so, correct? That's right. We're, we're, our universe is uh, roughly 60 um, possible, uh, possible uh, exposures in aggregate. And so those 60 exposures right now, we're primarily using ETFs as a way to express those exposures. Over time, we may include uh, futures contracts or swaps. Those are all available in the prospectus. But right now, we think the most efficient uh, way to express it is through long and short positions in ETFs. As I'm sure you're aware, there are several other uh, hedge fund tracking ETFs out there. How would you compare or contrast HFND to those other products? Well, I think there, you know, there's a, there's always been this goal and and uh, of trying to bring hedge fund style returns to the everyday investor. Um, a lot of the work that was done on that. You know, was really born out of uh, out of uh, out of work done 20 or 25 years ago um, related to hedge fund cloning. And I think one of the challenges of the work and the products that came out of that set uh, of research is that you know they were very uh, uh, we've come a long way in terms of uh, the techniques and skills uh, that can be applied to create these replications. You know, back then. Uh, and even some of the products that are in the market today are using rolling regressions over the course of 24 or 36 months to try and infer what's going on. Um, the, the good thing about that is you can capture some of the better portfolio construction, underlying portfolio construction of hedge funds. But what it misses is that tactical alpha piece, which drives about half of the return profile of hedge funds at any point in time. And so what we're doing is uh, you can almost think about it as a couple generations uh, beyond what that old replication set of work did. What we're using is we're using modern machine learning approaches. You can kind of think about it as a sophisticated Monte Carlo simulation, uh, a Bayesian model 
for those who, who know what that is, which allows us to, um, to leverage, frankly, much more uh, significant computing capacity today to run uh, uh, basically a, a simulation of what are all the different plausible portfolios that could describe the returns that we're seeing and identify which of those are most probabilistic uh, uh, to describe the returns. And we do that in a way that's not just looking at today's returns, but looks at the returns through time, because that path dependence really gives us some, some information value uh, on, today's, uh, on today's positions, because, you know, today's positions are a function of, yesterday's positions, et cetera, because positions don't, aren't discrete in that way. They evolve over time. And so we're really bringing, you know, a modern set of approaches. And I think the other thing, to be frank, is, you know, it's, it's rare for folks with, you know, decades of hedge fund experience to be designing these products as well. You know, Bruce and I have spent careers building proprietary strategies. You know, we've, we've generated billions of dollars of alpha over time. And so we're taking a lot of that understanding that really that craft of how do you create hedge fund strategies that we've, we've built across all these different fund styles and bringing that to the table. So it's, I think, a combination of sort of, you know, two steps ahead in terms of the techniques and a combination of much more substantial experience that I think we're bringing together for HFND. Bob, this is probably a uh, a very layman-like question for you, but it's one that I think some investors will have, which is if you're combining um, several different hedge fund strategies, don't they at some point cancel each other out? Like, I just think there are so many different hedge fund strategies out there. We can talk, you know, long, short equity, global macro, event-driven, uh, you know, managed futures. Um, some will yin, some will yang. Don't you end up with something that, it can be watered down, or is that the idea with an ETF like this? Well, I think the idea here is how do we generate the most consistent return stream that we can, right? That's what we're trying to do. And so I think um, one of the ways to do that, if you think about various hedge fund strategies, any one of those fund styles is pretty good on its own. But there are periods, I mean, any one manager, even the best managers underperform for periods of time, even the best fund strategies underperform for periods of time. But managers, hedge fund managers in general, certainly uh, gross of fees before you add in the fees, generate returns that are meaningfully better than index investing. The main hedge fund strategies generate returns that are meaningfully better than index investing. And so what we're doing is we're putting together those various strategies into a more diversified portfolio. And in the same way, and that should over time generate a more consistent return. It's sort of the same way of saying, well, why would you hold both stocks and bonds in your portfolio? Well, the reason why you hold both stocks and bonds in your portfolio is because you expect both of them to go up over time, but they won't go up at the same time and they won't go down at the same time. And so if you hold both of them in your portfolio, you're likely to get a more consistent return stream. You could do literally the same thing. The same portfolio construction concepts are applicable when you think about alpha strategies, you know, uh, hedge fund strategies or what are called alpha strategies. And so in many ways, what we, what we think about with HFND is we're creating diversified alpha strategies in the way you would create a diverse, you know, similar to how you would create a diversified portfolio, uh, a diversified strategic asset allocation portfolio. Bob, just a couple of minutes left here. I want to talk a little bit about 
your future plans? Because my understanding, and I think you were alluding to this a little bit earlier, is that you have visions of building out an entire suite of ETFs here. And I saw a a Market Watch article not too long ago that indicated you were working towards a potential ETF that would mimic private equity, which I found to be very intriguing because I've seen that concept batted around for a while, but nobody's been able to figure out how to actually do it. Um, Are you able to speak to that at all or at least high level what your future plans may be in the ETF space? For sure. I I think, you know, in many ways, if you think about the world of 2 and 20, it's, you know, this clubby, expensive world that only gives access to, you know, the, the, the wealthiest investors, right? And our thought in the same way as we bring HFND to the market, which is intended to, you know, replicate the return profile of, uh, you know, the gross of these returns of hedge funds, similarly, we can take our technology and our expertise and start to build portfolios uh, uh, of companies that are lookalike models or lookalike portfolios of other areas of the two and 20 space, private equity being one of the, the clearest ones where there's lots of companies that are publicly traded that have, that exhibit the same characteristics that are, are made for private equity targets. And so if you put together a portfolio like that, um, I, I think there's a real opportunity to give investors exposure to similar style returns, but put it into a form where the fees are much lower because a typical private equity firm is charging six or 700 basis points a year in fees when you add it all up. But if we can do that at, say, a 95 basis point management fee, that's a heck of, of an opportunity for folks. And then similarly, you know, the typical private equity firm, your money's locked up for five or 10 years. If we can make that in a vehicle where someone can get access to that liquidity when they want it, that also has a lot of advantages. And so the idea is in the same way we're providing the hedge fund style returns in this wrapper that is, you know, more diversified, more lower cost and more tax efficient, we can generate the same type of return profile that private equity, venture capital, private credit, and others are offering and do it in this vehicle that makes it accessible to everyone. And that is frankly just better for the investor when it comes to diversification, cost, and tax efficiency. Well, Bob, with that, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, Congratulations on the success so far with HFND. Uh, Very interested to track these potential future ETF launches as well. We'll definitely have to connect again uh, down the road. But thank you for joining me this week. Thanks so much for having me. That was Bob Elliott, CEO and Chief Investment Officer of Unlimited. Unlimited. 